Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. On this vote, the yeas are 230 and the nays are 199. The resolution is adopted. Without objection, the motion to reconsider is laid on the table. And just like that, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene lost her committee assignments. The Democrats voting to say you're just terrible and conspiracy theories are bad and and bigoted and, and shame on you and took away her committee assignments. And the answer is, okay. Why am I supposed to care about this? What would make me think this matters? What would make you think this matters? Well, Tony, it's the hypocrisy. Okay. All right, let's let's put that to the side just, just for a moment. And I, we are gladly going to come back to it. There's a worthy argument in that. I'm asking, what do we care if Marjorie Taylor Greene is on a committee? Well, Tony, they're not holding up to the same standard. That's the hypocrisy argument. Put it over to the side just for a moment. We're going to bring it back to the main meal in just a second to mix it in with the rest of our ingredients. I'm asking... What does it matter? Marjorie Taylor Greene's a bad person? I don't know about that, but she has certainly said some things that make her look like a bad person. I mean, someone out there thinks that Ilhan Omar is just lovely. I'm just not one of those people. I've often said about Representative Ocasio-Cortez, I'm sure she has friends who love her very much. But when it comes to policy, she's a child. Every policy is childlike. Every policy is engaged in a childlike fashion. And what she did over the last two days, covering herself so desperately and getting help from CBS to do it, is all childlike. I'll explain that as well. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. You tell me why it matters that she had her committee assignments taken away. The reason I bring it up, she's still a member of Congress. She still gets to vote. Now, she's got two years to basically say anything she wants. You can rest assured that the Republican machine in her district in Georgia, I forget her district right now, is right now working to find a new candidate. They're working to find a new candidate. But she is going to fight every single step of the way and is going to find people who absolutely love the fighter in her. Like when a CNN reporter is going at her, are you going to apologize for this and apologize for the other and apologize for something else? And Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying... Did you see my Did you see my speech yesterday? I, how many How many stories did you report on Russian collusion conspiracy lies? No, I want to know. Have you apologized for Russian collusion conspiracy lies? Have you? I, I don't have to. I stand by the fact that you said Nancy Pelosi is guilty of treason, and that's. I think you heard my speech yesterday. You owe the people an apology. You lied about President Trump. You tell me she's got something to worry about. Now, you could make the argument that this is everything that you don't want when you're a conservative. I don't disagree with that, which is why she ain't my person. But as a conservative, I deal with reality. I deal with what I must deal with at the moment. 
not what I wish I had. Donald Rumsfeld had it right. You don't go to war with the army you wish you had. You go to war with the army you have. I wish I had better conservatives out there in places of influence, as opposed to these never-Trumper trash merchants who can't see their way clear to understanding a better America. I would not have nominated Marjorie Taylor Greene. I would not have voted for Marjorie Taylor Greene. But if I had no other option, maybe I very well would. Well, the better option is not to vote at all. No, it's not. Now, is it? You deal with what's in front of you. You're the same people who told me, well, Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton, I'd rather not vote. Well, then you're a damn fool because you had it much better off with Donald Trump than Hillary Clinton, and you know it. You know it deep in the recesses of your brain where you don't show people those dark places that only you go to at night and thank the Lord above that even though you couldn't understand your job, other people did. What do I mean by job? Do I mean you had to vote for Donald Trump? My God, no. I never even said you had to like for Donald Trump, had to like Donald Trump. You didn't. What you had to do is take a look at your reality. If the conservative is not based in reality, of what then is the conservative? My reality was Trump or Hillary. I had no chance with get, getting anything I wanted with Hillary, and I had a 50-50 chance. Go back to 2016. This is how I thought about it. It was a jump ball with Donald Trump. All right, I'll take the, I'll take the odds. Worked out not too shabby for Tony. Wish it had worked out for four more years. Eh, sometimes you don't get what you want. And for all those people who played Never Trump, two weeks of Joe Biden, look at what you have wrought. No, three weeks. Three weeks of Joe Biden, look at what you've wrought. Maybe it's only two. It just feels like three. Look what you've done. Because you couldn't control your emotions. Because you couldn't articulate a better argument than never Trump. You couldn't articulate a better argument as to why they shouldn't vote for Marjorie Taylor Greene. But you didn't put forth another candidate who could articulate it better. Well, Tony, that's because this populism has taken over and conservatism has taken a back seat. Well, then whose fault is that? Do a better job at engaging your conversation, Boychik. Don't sit here and blame me. But deal with your reality as it is, not as you wish it to be. Not as you engage a masturbatory fantasy. This is my take on Marjorie Taylor Greene. I think she's a dope. She's going to vote some ways that I like. But I think she's a dope. I don't think there's a mind at play. What I do think is there's somebody who's completely willing to fight. And she did throw this out there regarding David Hogg, which I thought was very interesting. She's saying that when she made that video asking questions of David Hogg and she was behind him and asking questions and he wasn't listening, that he wasn't a child. David Hogg was an adult when I talked to him. I don't think any of you have realized that. David Hogg uh, was working with the organization uh, that was go they were going around working hard for strict gun control laws. I'm very opposed to those policies. And so being in the same situation as David Hogg, my voice matters too. And so... This was done outside, so you're hearing the wind there. Sorry about the audio. Well, if David Hogg was an adult, that does change everything. The way it was reported and the way I had heard it, was that he wasn't, he was, he was uh, still 17. 17, 18, what's the difference, Tony? Well, the difference is whether or not you have a standard. 
Tony, standards say you don't vote for Donald Trump or Marjorie Taylor Greene. Okay, I agree with you. In a primary, sure, you go right ahead. But I wasn't in a primary. I was in a general. I had to make a choice, and I made choices. And sometimes those choices, you can argue, are uglier than you would like. You could have decided not to vote. I guess you can make that call. I don't think that's the right call. See, you might have to deal with somebody's crazy, but you still are on a, a better side overall. Tony, you're making an argument for voting for somebody who thinks that Jews fund lasers in space. She wouldn't have been my candidate. I didn't say you couldn't vote for the Libertarian. You could have voted for the Libertarian in, for president in 2016, but the Never Trumpers said they weren't even doing that. They voted for Evan McMuffin. It was actually Evan McMullen, but they call him Evan McMuffin, who, by the way, turned out to be the scummiest dude, doesn't pay his staff, and some terrible stories that are out there. I looked at my reality, and we should be clear that Marjorie Taylor Greene is not Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump never said that the Jews have lasers in space and never went after David Hogg. He'd had some video where he talked about grabbing women by the, the you-know-where and what you can do when you're a celebrity. To which my mother said, I'm not going to vote for him for that. What are you, nuts? I heard worse than that from your father this morning. Which I'm is uh, almost verbatim exactly what my mother said. Stop getting worked up about Marjorie Taylor Greene. If you want to have a real clinical conversation about whether or not you should be voting for people like this who are clearly this messed up, I'm not going to tell you no. I'm going to tell you yes, that we should do a better job of nominating people. That's on us. But no one is going to be perfect we're not discussing that but clearly she has said and believed in and espoused some nonsense which is why 10 republicans voted in favor of removing her from from committees as i said she still has a vote so i don't care that she was removed from committees and I think that in my conversation regarding her and President Trump, I should be clear about something that maybe I wasn't. It's a not, there's no comparison. I made, I made uh, you know, I, I used examples of that, but I want to make sure I'm clear. There's no comparison. There's only the never-Trumper who told me I shouldn't vote for Trump when the answer was, of course I should have voted for Trump, and they should have voted for Trump, and never-Trump was always a terrible idea. In the case of Marjorie Taylor Greene, she ain't my person. Run better candidates is what I tell you. But I'm not about to get worked up that she got taken off of committees. Which brings us to Mario Diaz-Balart. Now, Mario Diaz-Balart is one of the Republicans who voted to remove her. And the reason that he voted to remove her is that he is trying to make a point. And the point is this whole conversation about hypocrisy. It is that hypocrisy conversation we will get into next 
and the Bank of America story that Tucker Carlson broke. Tony Katz, great to be with you. So is Bank of America giving out data to the feds to help them go after people who may have been at the Capitol? Not who did anything wrong, but just may have been there. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. This is the argument being made by Tucker Carlson over at Fox News. He made it last night that Bank of America handed over customer data to feds following the riots at the Capitol, claiming that they've obtained evidence that Bank of America, which is the second largest bank in the country, they've got 60 million customers, are engaged in the hunt. That's that's how he he describes it. Uh, For extremists in cooperation with the government. But what makes an extremist? Anybody who was there? So if they were looking for who used a hotel or an Airbnb in D.C., in Virginia and Maryland, um, after January 6th, who was purchasing weapons, they're just handing over this information? Tell me now, hey, it's their bank. They could do what they want. Go on. I dare you. If we don't have a basic concept of privacy, what do we have? These Stalinist-type tactics. Some real ugly you-know-what. According to Tucker Carlson, Bank of America identified 211 customers who met a, quote, threshold of interest. Well, I think we need a little bit more information. We need a bad response from Bank of America, and we should get into that story next week. Let me continue on this conversation of hypocrisy when we talk about Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. And just so I am clear... I think it's very acceptable if you say, I can't vote for anybody. I can't vote for this person. I can't vote for anybody. Okay. Just understand what is possible. When people said, I never Trump, never Trump never made any sense because your better option is to be able to push him in the directions you need to go. You're taking your politics to personal which is a very unconservative thing to do. If you had done a better job of explaining why Jeb would have been better for America in 2016, you would have had yourself Jeb as the nominee, and you'd be in the second term of Hillary Clinton right now. Just so we're all clear. But you failed to do your job. Oh, that's the end of America. I can't go along with that. That's not true. Because you could be going along to helping whoever the president was do better. Isn't that why you write articles today saying, hey, Joe Biden, this is a mistake, hoping that he'll listen? Sure, you're doing it so the people who read your stuff understand you and you understand them, and then you can sell this. I'm not arguing any of that. There's a base of people who listen to this show. They just happen to come from all sorts of walks of life, and I'm thrilled by it, overjoyed by it. And nobody wants me to tell them what they want to hear. They want me to engage what it is I'm thinking. 
not to tell people what to think, but rather to give people something to think about. That's why they listen. That's why we're in this. Marjorie Taylor Greene, not my person. Never would have nominated her. I'm not 100% sure I would have voted for her. I may have voted for the Libertarian candidate. She has said some wild stuff. And I'm sorry, uh, bringing up the Rothschilds we're talking about space lasers. Uh, man, I hear that a mile away. Now, maybe that's me and not others, but it was me. No rational person votes for Ilhan Omar. Doesn't happen. And this is where the hypocrisy comes in. Spelled out well by Representative Diaz Ballard, who said, I am voting to remove the committee assignments of Marjorie Taylor Greene, a fellow Republican, because I was in favor of removing the committee assignments of Ilhan Omar. And he said, I have to be consistent throughout. And I said, okay. Now, some people, the populist people, say, no, 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 you got to fight fire with fire. This is the way that they learn. They have a point. But I don't think we should brush over Diaz's Blart's point because his point really does show the hypocrisy of the political left of Nancy Pelosi. They are not moral, nor decent, nor kind, nor good people, and you should know that. And to the Democrats who listen to the show, hey, how are you? Man, they're not moral people, and you should know that. Ilhan Omar is a bigot. She's an anti-Semite. She's a Jew hater. Is, th- is that clear enough? And instead of removing her from committees, Nancy Pelosi said, we've spoken and she understands that that kind of talk is unacceptable. That's exactly what Kevin McCarthy said. But Democrats said that's not enough because they had the power to do it. But Republicans had the power to take away her committee assignments and they didn't. Huh. Maybe they should have. Maybe that would have been the right thing to do. No matter what Democrats complained about and kvetched about? No, wait, it was the House. It was still Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, they never had the power to do it. Would they do it? I doubt it. Democrats did it the very first chance they get. Cleaning your house, they're fine with. They have no interest in cleaning their own. And their bigotry and their hypocrisy is a should, should be for you a 24-7 subject. It's not whataboutism, it is fact. So what do we do about that is the question. Well, I got some answers. We got more time. This is Tony Katz today. All right. There's no stopping talking about GameStop, is there? GameStop has gone from a low of 51. Remember, it was at 400 last week. 51 to 88 Back down to 64. Ah, duh, duh. Man, if you've got the strength for that kind of stuff, whoo-wee. I don't know what's going to happen now. No clue where where the Redditors are. No clue where, where people are trying to move things or, or pump things or anything else. You know what? They're, they're, the super tiny, or in terms of the the, the low cost crypto stocks are, are moving up. Bitcoin is at thirty seven thousand. It has been creeping back up now for for days. Considering that Monday you were at thirty two thousand, and then you go to things like Ethereum, seventeen hundred. 
Five days ago, you were picking that up at 13. A month ago, you could have picked it up at 1,000. Six months ago, it was $395. Sorry, that's some good return. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. I'm a believer in crypto. I, I believe that people see it as legitimate and valuable, and more and more places are going to be engaged in those kinds of offerings, and you're going to be able to use uh, your wallet, whether it's Edge or whether you have a ledger or uh, something like that, uh, in, in trading and, and purchasing things with, with, with crypto. But as for where the market is overall, has anybody noticed that this mother don't stop? And I, I'm reminded of a conversation we had maybe a year or more ago, whenever there was the bombing of the uh, the drone attack on the oil fields in Saudi Arabia, there was this drone attack from, from the Iranians, and it closed down, like, one of the biggest oil fields in Saudi Arabia. And the stock market didn't blink. It did they like like Saudi Arabia never existed. Oil affecting markets. What are you crazy? Boom to the moon, Alice. And I think I think it was a conversation with Charles Payne uh, of Fox Business, and he said, "Well, it's one of two things. Either, or maybe this was me. And I think it was I think it was him. I'm going to give him credit, but if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Either they don't care that it happened, or." They're trying to do everything they can to make it go up as much as possible before anything, any fallout from that happens. Right? It was one of two things. Maybe it was a conversation with him that inspired that thought in my head. Well, I've come to, to, to the conclusion that when you can have a Dow over 30,000, which is criminally insane, and doesn't correlate to what's going on on Midwest Main Street, the, the only answer you can come to is the market doesn't care. They're going to pretend like nothing else exists. The, the movie The Big Short, which I, I can't tell you is true to, true to life in terms of the, uh, what happened to the housing bubble, with Steve Carell and Brad Pitt. And, and the, the movie is, by the way, sensational. The Big Short is a spectacular film, if not altogether accurate, just as a film and its movement and its pacing is Adam McKay is, is that. And I'm not a fan of Adam McKay and his politics. My gosh, is that a spectacular movie. Spectacular movie. And there's this moment in the movie where, and I'm not giving anything away here, where the people who bet against the, 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 the mortgages, right, the mortgage-backed securities, knowing that this couldn't last. They couldn't believe that that market was still holding up when the foreclosures were happening all around the country. They couldn't believe such a thing was possible and this was going on for months and they couldn't understand it. I wonder sometimes if that's what we're seeing now. This idea, and and people who know the market better than me, let me know. Twitter, you can find me at Tony Katz. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Tony at TonyKatz.com. 833-468-8669 is the number. 833-GOT-TONY. Midwest Main Street is in a far more precarious position than what we're seeing what's going on on Wall Street. 
I mean, those are just the facts. You got to tell me Midwest Main Street's actually fine? Their businesses haven't been shut down by coronavirus, by undue regulation, by unnecessary shutdowns, by ridiculous quarantines, by nonsensical mayors all across the Midwest, by general patterns of people not doing as much outdoor activity because of coronavirus in terms of going out to eat or movies, things like this. But doesn't seem to, doesn't seem to rattle anybody. Even whatever initial fall we had in March, April, even when you talk about GDP, even when you talk about, uh, you know, people on on unemployment, nothing seems to get rattled. I'm not arguing that I want it to be rattled. I am perplexed at why it isn't. And maybe, maybe I'm looking at it wrong. The real conversation here is these things are so unbelievably divided, they never actually meet. There is no twain. The twain doth not meet. I stare at this constantly in amazement. And maybe I should take solace in it, in that America is convinced that no matter what's going on, up we go, baby. Well, they haven't gotten into many of Biden's policies yet. Right? That that, that has not ha- happened yet, and this could all, you know, fall apart. But right now, it's just, it is amazing how this is, how this is playing out. By the way, I'm staring at the weather. I don't know where you are, but the level of cold that is going to be coming... Uh, certainly our way in uh, Indianapolis. Hoo-hoo-hoo. Those wind chills in, 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 the, uh, in the negatives, I mean, it's just, it's absolutely crazy. And it's not just uh, in, in Indy. This is the entirety of the Midwest. So wherever you are, you got you to gotta be ready now for what's going to come and the temperatures that are going uh, to, to drop. And you got to be checking on neighbors. You really, you really and truly do. You take a look at this Arctic blast that's coming down through the Dakotas. Uh, Lincoln is absolutely uh, going to get it, you know, by, was it, by Sunday? Uh, the temperatures in, in Rapid City going to be, was that, five degrees? Is that what I'm looking at right there? Yeah. Yeah, if you head up north, Grand Forks is going to be negative 11 on Sunday. Chicagoland will be 8 degrees. Minneapolis, 1 below. And these are the moments that create absolute and real danger. And these are the moments you got to check yourself as as a neighbor. You got to check on people. You got to say hello to people. You got to make sure that uh, their their space heater isn't too close to the wall. You got to make sure that if you've got some extra room, if the choice is somebody being in a really cold house that isn't safe or being in your house and maybe getting coronavirus, go for the warmth. I'm not a doctor, nor am I your lawyer. I'm saying go for the warmth. Honestly, don't be a, oh, it's coronavirus. I don't know if I can have them over. Yeah. Yes, you can. Of course you can. Don't be fakak to crazy. But be warm and be safe for sure. I'm Tony Katz.
about a week ago, maybe it was earlier this week for all I know, I was on Newsmax. And the question came up about the impeachment trial, which starts just in a few days. And the question I got asked was, should President Trump, former President Trump, appear as a witness at his impeachment trial? And I said, are you nuts? Gosh, if there's anybody suggesting that President Trump himself should testify, uh, that that's not a person who should be a lawyer. I think that's a remarkably bad idea. Of course, it's possible with, with President Trump, but I don't think it's, it's a good idea at all. I think that when you take a look at the Rand Paul vote from just last week, you know that the votes aren't there to convict. I think that the defense has to be a very clear one of, no, he did not incite a riot there on January 6th. His words say just the opposite in discussing being peaceful. You'll let the Democrats then talk about all the things he did regarding the election, you'll then just turn it over to the senators and be done with it. The idea of President Trump testifying is a very, very bad idea, as I see it. All right. The uh, people who are representing Donald Trump, they agree. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Of course, the invite was made. Hey, former President Trump. You believe you're so innocent, do you? Why don't you come on down and testify? Sure, tell us what was on your mind. We'll we'll totally take it easy on you. You don't even need to bring your lawyer. Oh, what? We tried that already with Michael Flynn? Oh, well, let's try it again. Come on down, Don. I can call you Don now, can I? Come on down. We've got chocolate cake and ladies. I'm assuming that's how they tried to bribe him. I, I, I'm not 100% sure. And his lawyer said, and, and I'm paraphrasing here, and that was it. Of course he's not going to do it. Don't, don't get me wrong. Ratings are good things. Producer Ari was, was hoping beyond hope that Trump would appear for the impeachment trial. It would have been amazing. It would be the most amazing radio in the history of mankind. On, I, I would actually have the stations pull out all commercials. There would be no stop. I wouldn't allow them to run a commercial. This is a public service from our stations to you, President Trump, <laughs> being a witness at his impeachment hearing. Right? There, there, there could be no worse move. There could be no worse move at all. It just, yeah. so no, that, that's, that's not happening. That's not happening. Let me tell you something that is happening. It's not usually a subject that I um, dig into. And, and that subject is abortion. And the reason I don't dig into it is is not a, a fear of, of engagement, right? I'm a pro-life guy. It is that I think I uh, uh, place myself, does it s- subscribe or ascribe to the Mitch Daniels theory in that while I'm very, very much in favor of, the, of fighting the culture war uh, and there's a way to fight it and that's how you win these things, I don't think the abortion fight ever actually gets won in the way many people want it to. Meaning, I don't believe there comes a point in America where abortion is made illegal.
I just don't think it's coming. I don't think that you're going to see that. You could see the moment, and one that I agree with, where you have Roe versus Wade overturned in the Supreme Court because that decision is a mistake. That decision is a usurpation of states' rights. I don't see anything coming, and I don't see when it could, where you could actually, you know, do this and make it illegal. I just, America's not, America should want less. I would argue America should have none, uh, but I don't, I don't see America going that road with me. However, there are some things that I do get into. This from the people over at lifenews.com. I mean, this is what they do, and they do, I, I would argue, a good job of it in terms of getting stories out there, whether you like their reporting or not, secondary, but in terms of getting stories and moving stories out there and forcing people to read about them, I think they do a good job. Senate Democrats block amendment to stop infanticide, care for babies born alive after abortions. And I said, um, tell me more. Because this was very much the story of Kermit Gosnell, the mass murderer, the doctor out of Philadelphia. The movie Gosnell was made uh, about him, uh, uh, directed by Nick Searcy. And it was a request by Republicans. I think this is as they were voting on the coronavirus relief funds yesterday. The Senate was in session for hours. And they started like 2 in the afternoon. They didn't get done until this morning. Friday morning, I should say, at like 6 a.m. And Republicans put amendment after amendment after amendment. You're going to ram through a $1.9 trillion deal? Okay, we're going to make you answer some questions on the record first. And they just started putting things up, forcing the vote. So it's the consideration of the $1.9 trillion relief bill, which is going to send $1,400 checks to people, but maybe it's only going to send it to certain people. We haven't seen all the... You have to actually vote for it to see what's in it. Well, Senator Sass from Nebraska, who Nebraska Republicans are wicked angry at, and I'll get into that, filed an amendment to legislation that would require holding abortionists accountable if they leave a baby who survives an abortion to die. This was the story of Kermit Gosnell. This was the story of people like Ralph Northam, the governor of, of Virginia, who said that if, if the abortion didn't take, the baby would be on the table, made to be comfortable, and then the mother and the doctor would decide what to do. It's a baby. It's alive. It's right there. And now you're deciding what to do? So you favor murder. We're not going to debate. This isn't about health care. That is a bunch of garbage. This is about saying, hey, there's the baby. Want to kill it? That's what it's about. That's what people who are Democrats are in favor of. And if you want to say not all of them, that's fine. But you've made it part of your platform in a way that is surreal. And then the Democrats moved to block a vote on it, claiming it violated Senate rules because they don't want to be on the record. They refuse to be on the record to say that if a baby is born alive, even after a botched abortion, it's okay to kill it. They don't want to admit to that, but that's exactly what they favor. And you want to have them lecture to me about morality? Uh, to you? No, 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 no. I'm glad Senator Sass did it. 
But now he's taking heat from Nebraska Republicans. We're going to get into that story. On Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, this is Tony Katz Today.